PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey everybody, how's it going? Thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com. Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and of course Racetech. Rocky Mountain is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side by sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, free three day shipping over 75 bones. So easy to see why you guys should be doing that right now. Go to Kiefer Inc. Testing. Click on the RMATVMC banner slash widget. And then continue to do your shopping. And that helps us on the back end. Gives you a little, gives us a little slice of what you're purchasing. And keeps this sucker up and moving for 2021. Rocky Mountain is back. And that is because of you guys out there purchasing through KieferIncTesting.com. So thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. Of course fxrracing.com go check out the new 2021 gear as steve always likes to say family first fxr is a huge family oriented company and they make great products so go check those guys out if you want a discount code you want to save yourself some money kkmx35 will save you 30 percent off anything over at fxrracing.com send me some pics instagram me on social media at kkiefer120 show me the gear that you got let me know and i'll repost it and uh show everybody what it looks like it's great stuff racetech racetech.com guess what i got a discount code gonna have to email me for that but if you want to get your suspension and engine services done racetech is the place to do that trust me there's a lot of (laughs) a lot of shops out there that uh, will take your money and not do a great job but racetech is not one of those Race Tech is thorough. They have great guys over there. They do great work. And uh, you guys can go check out their website and see what they offer. Not only do they do suspension, they do engines. They have Vortex ECUs. They do it all over there. So check them out, racetech.com. If you have any questions about those guys, hit me up on my email, and I'm happy to help. And, of course, all of my 2021 sponsors here this year, Power Motorsports, Works Connection, Ride Engineering, Chevrolet of Colleen, Pro Taper, 6D Helmets, Oregon Old Timers, ScreenPrintingDone.com, Blood Lubricants, and of course, Zach over at Plum Creek Funding. If you want to go refi your house, now's the time to do it, peeps. And Zach is your guy. He's a moto enthusiast. He does those types of deals, and uh, he's a straight shooter. So Plum Creek Funding, Zach over there. If you have any questions about any of my advertisers, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. And I'm sure I can help you out. My door is open, right? And, of course, a little thing about the emails you guys are sending me. Give me some details on the questions that you have. If you're talking about rider triangle feeling, if you're talking about um, anything related to your bike, I will need your height, weight, riding ability. Those are important aspects of an email. I can't just recommend a part to you guys if I don't know the stature of yourself. 
So I would like to know that. I appreciate that. I am happy to help you, but you have to help me help you, just like in Jerry Maguire, right? Help me help you. We need the Quan. Let's get to the promised land, but that starts with you guys out there. I'm happy to help, but you guys need to lead me in the direction um, so I can give you the appropriate answers. All right, so I'm back. Did a uh, did a Pulp MX show on Monday night. Uh, actually brought some parts to be tested on a KTM 450 to Mesquite. Went and rode Mesquite Moto, which is a track in Arizona, about an hour and 15 north of Steve in Vegas. Track was awesome. Great dirt. It's so weird to uh, ride a track that has deep conditions, has East Coast-style ruts in the middle of a fucking desert. It's just super weird for me, but the track is unbelievable, and I'm going to start going out there to test some of the stuff that I feel like I need to that requires East Coast settings because that is the closest thing I have to my house, which is about four and a half hours away to what you guys are riding on the East Coast. So I just wanted to mention that to you guys. I finally found something within reason to ride to try to get you some of those settings out there. So I'm going to be venturing myself out there more and more to get you guys more soft dirt settings instead of just saying, hey, Paula and maybe Glen Helen at times at times when it rains. But this is true soft dirt, and, uh, man, it was fun to ride. So thank you to the guys over there at uh, Mesquite Moto, Gary, Riley, and those guys. They uh, do a great job. And uh, if you guys are in the area or coming through on the I-15, look up Mesquite Moto. They do a good job, and the track's awesome. So they got a vet track. They got uh, a main track, and uh, the dirt is primo for any type of rider. So very fun stuff. So today I thought it would be do something a little bit different, just like I did uh, over on PulpMX.com about the Peloton uh, stationary bicycle. I like to do different things from time to time on key ring testing. I can always do top five mods, and I can always test the bike, and I can always tell you what part you know is what's good on a certain bike. But I like to dive in and and tell you guys some things about my life, how certain things got started, um, how to help you guys and your families in a direction to keep motorcycles involved within your family. And so today, I'm going to talk to you guys about on how to introduce motorcycles to your kids, to your loved ones, um, how I did that with Aiden, and how to keep them on dirt bikes. You always hear me talk about keep kids on dirt bikes. I hashtag that on my social media posts because for me, when I look back, that is an important aspect to who I became today, to get me out of trouble, to keep me out of trouble, and... Living up in here in the high desert, trust me, trouble seems to find you because there's not a lot of shit to do up here, right? I'm sure some of you guys listening to this are in an area that is similar to the high des, you know, maybe not the richest of areas and there's a lot of blue collar people, but there's a lot of drugs, there's a lot of gangs, there's just a lot of bullshit that surrounds the area, although... Your area or where you live could be really nice, but if you go on the outskirts of that, you could arrive in some trouble. So that trouble sometimes seems to find kids, especially if us parents aren't on top of our parenting skills. And let's face it, not all of us can just be on top of their kids 24-7. They're going to find ways 
to do things they're not supposed to when they got idle hands. I have a 14-year-old kid. I understand what it's all about. I try to keep him on the straight and narrow things that he likes to do, hobbies, schoolwork, try to focus him in to the right path to keep him out of trouble. So this podcast, I'm going to talk a little bit about how I got Aiden into writing, how I kept him involved, and how you can roll that over into your life to keep your kids on dirt bikes, and and not even the kids. Let's say you want to introduce to your neighbor or um, one of your relatives or anything. It could be a a grown-ass man, not just a child, but here's are some of the things that I'm going to talk about on the show. I'm going to talk about how I started with Aiden, uh, what bikes we rode, why we did the things that we did, why creating a nice environment at you know OHV parks or motocross tracks is important to people, making good first impressions, helping technique, um, coaches, just things like that to keep you guys involved into motorcycles. Look, we need good people in our industry. We need to keep our industry growing. COVID has helped our industry in sales, but I don't know when the bottom is going to fall out of that. And if those people that have purchased units, bikes, OHVs, um, uh, like uh, side-by-sides, things like that. So how long are they going to be involved? How long are they going to stick with it? You know, once this whole pandemic kind of slows down and you're able to do other shit besides outdoor activities like, you know... um, riding your dirt bike or going on a side-by-side ride with your friends. So I want to try to help that along here. If you guys know someone that needs to get involved into motorcycling, maybe have them listen to this episode, have them um, listen to the words that I'm trying to say because it's important for quality of life and it's also important to help our sport grow so that we can try to keep more people happier in our society more people are turning to drugs and and fighting and all this shit and i think it's just because they don't have enough shit to do and there's not enough fun things for them to be a part of and for me i'm a 44 year old man i'm going to be 44 this year and holy shit man i went and rode mesquite and i ride all the time guys i ride five days a week sometimes more but I came off the track just because it was different dirt and the track conditions were fun. I couldn't stop smiling. I, I mean, I went up and hugged Gary, the owner. He's, you know, a big old son bitch. And I gave him a hug and he's like, who's this dude hugging me? I just hugged him because, man, I love riding. I appreciate what he let us come out and ride. And I just was excited. I want to keep that excitement within you guys out there listening to this podcast because, look, let's face it, we have enough stress in the world. And motorcycling is a stress reliever. You don't have to be a fucking racer. You don't have to be the best. You don't have to be a factory rider. You can just enjoy your dirt bike, you know, be a soul rider. You always hear me say that. And and that's kind of like a joke, but it's not because soul riders out there just enjoy what they're doing, being on two wheels, enjoying being outside, enjoying the weather, enjoying the scenery, you know, enjoying hitting a rut right the right way conquering a double that maybe you haven't been able to conquer in three to four months and you've did it self-accomplishment that that kind of shit out there is built around a soul rider and this podcast is all about keeping people on dirt bikes so 
to start this sucker out, I was going to have my family in here for this one, but you know what? I can paint you guys a picture and tell you how we started as a family. Of course, Heather and I go back. Um, we weren't sure if we were going to have kids or not. We weren't totally positive. Heather ended up getting pregnant. Uh, obviously, we found out it was going to be a boy. I was excited. I always told my dad that I don't didn't want my kid to ride. I didn't want him to go through the shit that I had to go through with the injuries and things like that. But then after Aiden was born, I kind of I kind of thought about it a little bit and I took a step back and I appreciated all the things that motorcycling dirt bikes have encompassed for me in my life. Um I I guess I take this as like a like a Jimmy Lewis. A Jimmy Lewis, you know, loves dirt bikes. He lives and breathes dirt bikes. He was that dirt rider, that's what he did. Um Maybe his job um, didn't define him, but he just loved dirt bikes. That's what I look back on when I think about people that just love dirt bikes so much it encompasses their life. And that's kind of how I built my life, um, I guess my family and my life around dirt bikes. Uh, Heather didn't know anything about dirt bikes when I met her, and she jumped on that train with me. She learned. She adapted. And we became a family, my family, around dirt bikes. So when I was younger, my family and I, we went out camping. Um, we went out into the desert. We rode dirt bikes. My dad raced District 37 AMA off-road racing. So I was surrounded by it. And although my dad never pushed me, and I always told him, I go, and I wish you were a little harder on me in the early years. And maybe that would have helped me in my racing career to get me further in, right? To kind of have a little bit of edge be a little bit tougher, um, push me a little bit harder so I could have got somewhere. But my family didn't have that much money. My dad just wanted me to go have fun. And I've kind of adopted that lifestyle from my dad into my own child because I just want him to have a good time. I want this motorcycling to be an outlet for him to relieve some stress from the real world. When he gets a, a normal job, a real job that he has hard days at work, the boss is up his ass, or um, maybe a coworker is a piece of shit and he has to deal with his or her bullshit at work, I need for him to know there's an outlet. Like This is not the end-all, be-all for his life. There are other things that should make you happy, right? And in this time, in, this <laughs> in our world right now, there's so much depressing shit that um, we all need some happiness. And motorcycling, that's what I want from him. I want him to know that motorcycling can clear your mind and get you through the next week from Monday through Friday, right? So I'm not up his ass about riding. I don't care if he becomes a factory racer. Yes, I want him to try to, to I guess, give his, his all, right, for this racing career that he wants, but I want him also to know there's a lot of values within what he's trying to do. So I try to encompass values within his writing as well so he knows that he can relate those to real-world issues, problems. Uh, when they arise, he knows how to deal with them. So um, how we did this, Heather and I, Aiden was about five years old, and we stuck him on, of course, he was riding bicycles, and we did all that, you know, just like normal people do, but we tried an Osset trials bike. I figure how I did this to keep him safe, and this is my number one goal, and this is my number one tip for all of you guys getting into the sport. 
you're putting your child on a motorcycle, that's fine. There's Stasics, there's Striders, there's all these things to help them. But for me, I think the number one um, thing to keep them safe when they do get a little bit older and they start using gas-powered dirt bikes and twisting the throttle harder and harder is the technique and skill of balance. Trials riding teaches balance, throttle control, weight distribution on the bike. Everything that motocross, off-road riding does, trials riding encompasses that. And Osset has electric trials bikes that I was introduced to when I was at Dirt Rider, and I thought it was amazing. Hell, I even liked doing that shit. So I got myself one, I got Aiden one, and what we did is we let him ride that trials bike, electric trials bike, in the backyard and just have him ride around. Um, At first, it wasn't that pretty because he has to stand up, but that forces the child to learn how to stand. I don't know how many times I'm at a track and all these kids just sit down everywhere. So they're going off these little, little jumps on the 50 track and they never stand up unsafe you're teaching them bad habits i'm not going to go full rhino on you but there are some things that rhino says that do make sense and for me technique is the base of keeping your child safe look this isn't a foolproof plan like you ride dirt bikes chances are very very high that you're going to get hurt regardless of how good you are but sending a base to their minds when they're younger on trials bikes carries over to when they're older, and I'm going to explain that here in a little bit. But we put them on an Osset Trials bike, um, OSETbikes.com. You can go look those up. You can start your kid out for 1300 bucks on a little electric trials bike. Start them in the backyard. It's quiet. They're not scared of the sound. What I do notice with little kids when you start up a two-stroke or something like that, it scares the shit out of them. So for me, to keep them involved and keep them wanting to ride – When they're younger, you have to have some kind of a quiet machine, right? So you have um, electric power. It's quiet. You can do it in your backyard no matter if you're in the urban area, if you have neighbors that don't like dirt bikes. You can do all this kind of thing um, right from within your house. I mean, seriously, if you have no backyard, let's say you're in a housing track. Heather and I were in a housing track, and we literally built a little tiny area for Aiden to ride in the backyard. Granted, when you first get him or her on this trials bike, go out to an open parking lot where there's no one at. Let her, him or her just ride around so they get a feel of the throttle. You don't have to turn the throttle all the way up because you can adjust that, right? There is a governor on that where you can make them go real slow, and then when they learn, you can turn that up. That's another benefit of electric power. So once they're good enough to keep their balance, hold the throttle on, turn, Go in the backyard, do some things with them, use drills. How I did this with Aiden is I uh, always would say, hey, you can get a dollar or maybe I could get you a game or something. If you do certain things and you accomplish them, you can get a reward. That's how I always did, that's how I always did it with Aiden. My dad never gave me a reward. We just went out and rode, and if I didn't crash, that was the reward for me is I didn't get hurt, right? And I was like, well, that's kind of shitty. And I didn't really like dirt bikes when I first started riding when I was like seven. So for me, I just gave Aiden a little bit of a reward every time he did something good. And then that graduated into, okay, we're going to make a little ramp in the backyard. We're going to do little things. And then pretty soon, Aiden was pretty 
you know, as pretty good where we can start putting some rocks and some little enduro cross ish stuff in our backyard to help him keep his balance. Now, mind you, we did not even go to a motocross bike for almost two and a half years. We kept him on the Osset Trials bike. I took it to the track with me. Um, anytime we went racing, he could ride it around. And that just forced him. Every time he got on a bike, he was wired to stand up. He stood up. Everything was on. You can't sit down. Like If you sit down, you're in a pocket on a trials bike, and it doesn't work. So I feel like this Osset Trials bike, electric trials bike, sets the tone for kids for good technique. You're standing, you're practicing to use your feet to maneuver the bike. You can actually do little drills with your kid to let them come up, pull up, stop, try not to put the foot out and dab. There's just so many things that are awesome, beneficial technique drills that you can do simply in your backyard and you can accomplish so much with just this electric trials bike And then once you're ready to graduate to a 65 or even a 50, him or her will be dialed in. I'm telling you. So after Aiden got off this Osset Trials bike, we had a little um, CRF 50. We put him on that. He rode around. Yes, he sat down. And then he started using those drills that he had on his trials bike and started standing up. And then pretty soon he's riding that little... CRF 50 in the backyard over the trials um, course that we built, and uh, he was good. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he didn't hit um, a wall or a time or two in our backyard when he got whiskey throttled, but it didn't go as bad as, as it would if we would never put him on that trials bike. So we stuck him on that thing. He rode the CRF 50 for a little bit. I put him on a 65 and took him out in the des, and he rode that thing and basically picked it up you know, within a day, obviously they have a clutch. They had to learn the clutch, but once they understand that it's game on, right? So it's like having your kid crawl. Once they learn how to crawl, they just all over the house, right? You got to start locking the doors, putting shit over um, outlets in the houses. They're just all over hell. It's similar to what kids are like when they have a clutch. They're not going to, they're not going to be able to take off. They're going to stall. They're going to fall over. But once they get it, they're going to be all over hell and they're going to be ripping it up and it's going to be hard for you to be on them 24/7. So again, that's where that technique comes into play of braking, waiting the pegs, knowing to give it throttle, knowing to not give it throttle. This is how you keep them safe. So when they get on bigger bikes that they can hurt them, that offset keeps them safe later later in life. So we put him on a 65, he rode, he went to the track and now I can see that he loves to ride, that it's embedded in him. We put him on an 85. He starts getting better. Never put any pressure on him to to do all these things. We just go as a family, have fun until, I don't know, he was maybe uh, 9 to 10 years old, and then he asked me to race. And that's when we put him in a race, and then we made it really mellow. Okay, you're going to take off of a gate. You're going to do this. If you get last, it's not a big deal. Again, no pressure. This is how we keep our kids safe. This is how we keep our kids into what they're doing. There's no need for pressure at nine years old. Let's keep it fun. So we kept it fun. And um, now Aiden's 14. He's graduated to a B class on the 250 uh, four-stroke. And it's fun for him. It's a little bit more serious than it was, obviously, a few years ago. But nonetheless, I always tell him, as long as you try and give it your all, whatever place you do, you get 
is just fine with me. And that's how I'm going to live my life with him as long as he tries. I don't care if he wins or gets eighth. Put it all out there, and that's that's all you got. That's a life lesson, right? Again, as always, dirt bikes are life lessons in everything. You've listened to the podcast long enough. You've heard Aiden and I talk. This is all I care about, teaching my child life lessons through dirt bikes. This is why I want to keep kids on dirt bikes because they will become better human fucking beings. Plain and simple. If you have something to take away from them, 14 years old, like a dirt bike, they're going to straighten up or they're going to mess up and they're going to get something taken away. They're going to go, oh shit, that's not fun. I don't want to do that. Same thing in life. You screw up when you're an adult, you go to fucking jail. You don't want to do that. You don't want to be there. So teach your kids the value of a dirt bike and life lessons is what I'm trying to tell you guys out there because that helps them become better human beings and keeps them on dirt bikes, being mellow with them, you know, having these uh, this pressure that we build upon them is not going to make them like the bike and they will re- resent it and not use that in adult form. So just keep it fun for them. Hey, everybody, sorry to interrupt you from this riveting stuff, but we're going to have some commercials. Listen to them. Save yourself some money. We'll be back with the show in five minutes. All-American Chevrolet in Colleen, Texas, is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Listen, Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Colleen. Chevy, find new roads. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirts! Get your sassy T-shirts! Yeah! Good morning. We didn't catch your name last night. ScreenPrintingDone.com I'm not supposed to be within 200 feet of a Chuck E. Cheese. I need that shirt. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com Let's get into this T-shirt. It's a cute top. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com That does sound awesome. I see things no one should ever see. I got a pretty dope sense of humor, bro. ScreenPrintingDone.com <laughs> You an older dude looking to race some races, maybe looking to do some longer motos? OregonOldTimers.com is coming out with a new 2021 schedule. We will have that up on the new shows in January, so check them out. OregonOldTimers.com. Any questions about going to the Old Timers Association, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, and I'll help you out. See you guys at the races next year. Hey, Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil. You know what I choose? Bloodlubricants.com, 1040 Pro Series Synthetic Oil. If you guys haven't run Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at Blood Lubricants, info at bloodlubricants.com. Mention the code Kiefer, get 25% off a case of oil. I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great. Keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F every 10 hours. Now I can go 15 hours. So great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save self some money. Email me, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com. If you have any questions about the oil, I'm happy to help. You got a new bike? Hell, you got an old bike? Go to ride-engineering.com. 
You can use the code KT25 to get 25% off. If you're looking for anything chassis-related, clamps, bar mounts, axle blocks, whatever it is. They even got calipers, brakes. They do it all over there at ride-engineering.com. So go check them out. Use the code. Save yourself some money. If you have any questions, you guys know the email. Visit them. Ride-engineering.com. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to protaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars? You don't want a crossbar? Protaper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The race cut grips? Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy, so go check them out, protaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to keyforinktesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyforink testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? Protaper. Protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. You guys looking to buy a new bike? 2021s are out. Go to Power Motorsports. That's right, they're in Oregon. PowerMotorsports.com. If you guys want a deal on a Yamaha, ooh, or a Kawasaki, ah, or maybe, just maybe, you want a KTM. They got them all there. They have Kiefer Inc. testing special discounts. Email me, Chris, at KieferIncTesting.com, and I will get you in touch with David Sibley. That's right, David Sibley at Power Motorsports. He knows the drill. He knows Kiefer Inc. testing gives the best deals possible and so do power motorsports hit them up powermotorsports.com back with the show everybody thanks for listening here we go uh i will like to say one thing if you have an ohv area to ride that is what i recommend to start out as a family go to ohv areas in the open have a picnic bring some food enjoy dirt bikes together if you're able to ride with your child that's even better. I know some of you guys can't. Obviously, the sport's expensive, but you can go log back into uh, this show archive, and you can listen to the best used bikes to purchase. You don't have to buy a new bike, but if you're able to ride with your child and do the same things that they're doing to be able to relate to them, I feel like that is a better way of going about it to keep everyone involved and happy and um, obviously safe. Um, I see a lot of dads out there that just don't ride, and I ask them, hey, you ride with your kid? They're like, nah. I go, why not? He's like, ah, just don't have time, or I'm not in shape enough. 
And for me, there's a lot of excuses, but most of the time, money isn't one of them, which is really weird for me. So I like to do the same thing my kid does. I, if, let's say we put him in a team sport and he's playing football. I can't relay because I'm not out in the field with him, but I can be out on the track or the trail, and we can relate to the same kind of things that um, we feel together when we're riding. Like if he was telling me about something and I didn't ride, I couldn't relate. So I don't know how much he would respect me and how much more fun that would be for him. He would kind of go somewhere else to talk to his friends or talk to another father that rode, and it would create maybe a gap in, within the relationship because your child can't relate to to your dad. And you're not the cool dad anymore, right? So getting that family bond together, if you're able to ride, man, you should try to ride with your kid. Even if it's a little pit bike or something, just to to have that bond, set that bond with your child. Now, when your child is ready to graduate you know, from electric trials bike or whatever, and you're ready to buy them a bike, which bikes are the best to do that? For me, I still like a PW50 Easy to ride, low to the ground, gets them going on the throttle. There's a sound to them, so um, you can get them used to that that dirt bike sound. Um, CRF 50 is also good. It's not as loud. Uh, it's a little bit heavier. Um, it's has you know you can do electric start, but for me, I would want to teach my kid how to kick start a motorcycle, so so they know. And then after you're done with the 50 thing, where do you go? Because this is actually a big jump and not talked about enough. Going from a 50 to a 65. Okay, 65s are freaking fast. I mean, I rode Aiden 65 when he was on it. I was like, holy shit, this thing is pipey. It's like, and it's just this gnarly hit that these kids have to be ready for. So, again, you have to be out in an open area where there's uh, not anyone parked to make sure if they do make a mistake, they have enough room to clear out an area where they can crash in the dirt or not hit some form of a fence or a vehicle or something right so make sure you're in a big enough area so um, they can remain safe there is also the racing aspect when you, your kid comes from a little 50 or to a cobra those things are unbelievably fast so just know that that is also a big jump you can detune some of these bikes if they get scared of them but for me i would go from a crf 50 or a PW50 to like um, a KX65. That's what we stuck Aiden on. Um, easy to ride. Not as pipey as some others. There is a YZ65 as well. That's really good. But just know that is when your kid's really going to have to learn how to use the clutch, shifting, gassing. But if you follow these these steps that I've talked about in this podcast, the ways that um, they're going to stay safe are is is going to come from that electric trials bike, okay? They're going to know when to brake. They're going to that all that stuff's going to be taught within that trials bike. So, just be confident if if you do go to a 65 route, be confident in what you discipline them when they're on these electric trials bike because I was super freaking nervous when Aiden got on a 65 because I was like, "Wow, this is here's real life, man. You're on a two-stroke. It has power." You got good brakes. You got to shift. You got to use the clutch. I always was in their heads. Be safe. Go slow. Don't worry about it. If you crash, you're on the couch. You won't be able to ride. So always put safety into their minds. 
they're going to outgrow that safety noise that we put in their brains once they're a teenager because they'll they'll listen to it a little bit, but they're going to do what they're going to do, right? But if we implement that safety just brainwashing into their brains, that will keep th- that aspect of dirt bikes, you know, the safety aspects in the back of their minds when they're 14, 15, 16, when they just want to hold it wide open, be cool, and do the shit. They're like, you know what? I got to stay safe because I remember when dad was telling me about eight years old, that's what my dad did, man. My dad put me in that safety mode when I was early and I never rode over my head. And to this day, 40 years old, I still have that in my mind. I still have that. Hey, man, I'm going to ride within my means most of the time. Obviously, when I race and stuff, I go over my head. But most of the time, this is what I got. I want to stay on the motorcycle and I'm going to keep it there. So for you parents out there listening to keep your kids on dirt bikes, Pump the safety factor into their brains, okay? Just know that will stay with them for their adult life. Um, from a 65 to an 85, look, most of the 85s out there are pretty damn fast. They're more, mostly racing-oriented machines. A YZ85 is kind of a dated machine, not as fast as a KTM or Husqvarna. Um, a KX also 85 is a dated machine, a little bit slower. I stuck Aiden on a KX 85 just because it had a smoother power band. I did an 85 shootout at Dirt Rider, and that Cowie was the easiest for Aiden to ride because, again, safety factor, it wasn't didn't have a hard hit. Okay, so that model, that design has been around a long time. It's proven fairly durable. I didn't have that many problems with it. It lasted, didn't really foul plug, so the Cowie was in Aiden stable for a long time, and that's how he learned to ride fast. When he graduated from that, I put him on a YZ, and uh, and then he went on from there. I never really had him ride a KTM. We didn't really race that much when he was on an 85. Again, we were more about having fun as a family, going the track, doing the thing, and um, that's the direction I put him in when he was younger. A little thing about protective gear. So, again, our sport is expensive, and I don't want to get in a debate of helmets and safety and price because that's a whole nother thing that we could get into, right? A $100 helmet, is it safe? I'm going to say no, okay? You can debate me, and they have technology that's safe, but if you're going to put your child on a dirt bike, okay, and you're going to risk his, his or her life because that's what... As a parent, we're doing, right? We're aware of that we're going to put our kids on dirt bikes. It is dangerous. I'm not going to stick a fucking $100 helmet on his head. So if you're listening to this podcast, you must be semi-serious about having your kid ride a dirt bike. Because you're just not going to run into this podcast um, out of nowhere and just be like, oh, well, dirt bikes, yeah, that sounds cool. I'm going to listen to this podcast. No, you're semi-serious. So please, put a good helmet on your child's head. There's a lot out there. I'm not going to sit here and, and just push who advertises with me, okay? That's not my style. There's plenty of them out there. There's Showies. There's Rise. There's 6D that's you know that's on the show. There's Fly Formula helmets. There's F2 helmets. There's ATR6, ATR, ATR1 6D helmets, ATR2s. There's all different types of good quality helmets, but you're going to spend 350 bucks and up. That's what you do. You do not skimp on your child. If there's one thing you do not skimp on is a helmet. 
It's up to you to put a neck brace on him. I do not put a neck brace on Aiden. Um, I have my reasons. I just feel like I want Aiden to be able to move around. I don't want anything locked on his head. Um, I'm not a huge believer in the technology, although I have worn some through Pulp MX and tried the Atlas brace, and I those things are way, way better than when I tried them back in the day. I'm just not on board with the safety aspect of the neck brace. I have seen kids break their collarbones on a, just a, a, a crash that just low-sided them into a berm, and they break their collarbones because of that thing pushes down on their collarbone. Um, granted, could it save your child's neck? Possibly. But it's something that you guys have to decide on your own as parents if that's the safety aspect that you want to go with. But there is the aspect of the helmet, and that's something that I'm really adamant on. I put Aiden in good helmets. Um, let, let's paint this picture. So this is what we do here. <laughs> One Industries had a, a cheaper helmet. I think it was 279 bucks. I researched the technology. It had good MIPS technology back then, um, and which they were pushing hard. A lot of helmet companies were, and I believed in that. So... I'm not saying you got to get the top of the line helmets at all times for your kids, but just look at the technology that's inside of it. If it just says Snell and DOT approved, that doesn't mean anything. Look and see what type of technology it is. MIPS is good. Okay. That is a good technology. That should be standard in a lot of helmets. Bell has a Bell MIPS. I know they're less than $300. I just would hate to have you guys get like a cheap laser helmet. When I see these families now near my house in the desert that are riding, they just put football helmets on them uh, or just really cheap, you know, just crappy helmets. And it just doesn't work. They fly off. They don't fit. Um, Keep your kids safe. This is the whole thing about this podcast is keeping them safe, keeping them on dirt bikes. Find a helmet. If you guys have any questions on which helmets, I'll make a list and I'll throw it up on keyforinktesting.com of which helmets to me are the safest and i'll go through all the prices range price range and just let you guys know which one is safe for your child because there's a lot of smoke and mirrors out there people and a lot of them aren't that good okay they might say hey it's 250 bucks but we have all this technology and this is this and this that's bullshit trust me there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in this industry and hopefully with this podcast what we're doing on keyforinktesting.com we'll kind of clear the smoke and let you guys into the promised land things that work and do not work. But please protect your kids. Dress for the crash, not the ride. Put knee guards on them. If you want, put fucking elbow guards on them. The soft elbow guards. that did that with Aiden. Uh, knee guards, boots, good quality boot. Um, there's plenty of, of cheaper options out there that are good. But for me, the helmet is the number one thing. Put them in a good helmet. Make sure it fits. Get them fitted. Make sure it's not too big. Make sure it's not pinching off their cheeks. And just get them as comfortable and as safe as possible. Uh, another thing I th- I wanted to mention that I see a lot at the tracks, and this is mostly for motocross, not so much for off-road racing, is guys or people or kids talking shit on other people that do not look as cool or just starting out or the style or if the guy's fi- his visors in, in, in his face. Just stop talking shit about other people. They're fucking riding their dirt bikes, okay? They're having a good time. They're supporting our sport. Help them out. Uh, an example, a few weeks ago, 
there was a kid that was getting dressed next to Aiden and I, and his visor was pointed down, and his goggle strap was almost by his neck. Instead of us just going, ha, ha, look at that, look at that idiot. What an idiot. Aiden went over there and said, hey, man, how's it going? I'm Aiden, and uh, shook his hand. He's like, talked to him for you know a minute or two. He's like, hey, push your visor up a little bit so you can see more. He helped him adjust it, put his visor up. He's like, hey, just want to let you know, put the goggle strap you know, in the middle of the helmet. Dude, the kid and the parent came over and said, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. We don't know a lot about the sport. Um, I appreciate helping my kid. And then Aiden and him talked for the rest of the day. Right there, Aiden doing that kind of shit made me the most. I could give two shits what Aiden does on the track. Right there is what I live for. Aiden helping other people out, being nice, extending an olive branch, and making an impression on that kid. We need to make more positive impressions on people that want to ride dirt bikes instead of putting them down. Fuck putting them down. Be cool. Help them. So what they don't look as cool? You didn't. I know I didn't. I looked like a dumbass back then. I didn't have anybody to help me out. I learned the hard way from people making fun of me. Luckily, I kept with it. Some people aren't like that. You get made fun of or people talk shit, they're going to leave the sport. We're not an elitist type of sport. We're a middle-class, blue-collar sport. Let's help the people that are trying to get into it. Make them have fun, man. Help them out. Don't bring them down. Always help people if you can. You know, I'm not talking about the beggars out there, you know, begging for money on the streets and things. And, and hell, maybe you need to help them too. But, like, I just feel like as a society, we more we care more about putting people down and making fun of them instead of helping them. And it's almost like human nature now to do that. It's just sad to me. So help these people out. Make an impression on them. And you never know. You can make a friend. You make someone... Um, Aiden and that kid could be lifelong friends, you know, and everything. They can look back and laugh on the shit that that he did back in the day. But man, just I see this a lot, especially in Southern California. I know it's probably not everywhere, and I know it's probably mostly here in California. But if you can help someone make a difference, you're not going to look like a dick by just saying pushing his visor up and helping his goggle strap or helping him with his buckles on his boots or just something. I mean, the kid. Another another example. We had a kid wearing knee guards on the outside of his pants. Again, we could have been like, what the fuck is that kid doing? He has his knee guards in the, over his pants. No, man. We went over there. I didn't go, hey. I came over like, hey, maybe you know this. Maybe you don't. But those knee guards go underneath. You can wear long socks. You can put that underneath over the sock and then put your pants on. If you want to do it like that, that's cool. I'm just letting you know. He's like, oh, man, I didn't know. Yeah, he didn't know because there's not enough information out there for these kids to... To know they're supposed to jump into the sport and fucking know what, how to wear the goggle strap and know how to put knee guards on and do all these things. So help them out. It's up to us. We can't rely on rely on YouTube every time to uh, or Google to get these kids or these people in the right direction. Okay, make an impression. That's how we get the sport to grow and keep everyone on dirt bikes. Um, two more things, and I'm going to wrap this up. Technique is important, people. Teach your kid technique before speed. That's going to come in handy way more than him holding the throttle wide open. Four-stroke technology has hurt us in the way that it's so easy to ride the motorcycle that you have more people going fast with shitty technique. Granted, two-strokes aren't as fun to ride, at least for me. 
But what it did teach you is how to have better technique and to be able to go faster with better technique. Four strokes, it's you can just gas it, sit down, and you're just going to clear something. But sooner or later, that's going to bite you in your ass. So learn technique. Go online. There's tons of technique videos. There's coaching videos. Um, watch people, good people at the track. Again, if you're a good person and you ride good, help the guy who doesn't have that good technique. Help him keep him safe. This is important. I teach Aiden Technique first, your speed will come eventually. And if it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You're going to be safe. Again, this whole podcast, safety, as safe as possible. You're going to get hurt if you ride a dirt bike. But let's try to minimize that with good technique and trying to, to bring proper safety into our sport. Coaching. A lot of emails about, hey, Kiefer, I want to learn. Which coaches do I do? Is it good to have a, a motocross coach? Well, yes, it is a good to have one. It's just tough to find the good person. There is there are a dime a dozen out here in California, and I get emails say, which guy is good? Look, I don't know each guy that's out in the track teaching. I see people on the side of the track. I don't know who the fuck they are. And then I watch the coach ride, and I'm like, holy shit. This guy's teaching this guy to ride a dirt bike when his technique is not even good. Hell, I don't even feel confident teaching people because my technique isn't always good. Yes, I do know how to properly do it. Maybe I'm not doing it. Maybe that's the case with this coach that's helping these guys. But, man, go to the USMCA website. Those are all certified motorcycle coaches. And look them up through there. That's the best move that I can offer you guys right now. If you have a young child... Um, there is a guy that I know, his name's BJ Burns out here, and he's and he doesn't even know I'm doing this, but I sit back and watch him. He does it the right way. He's a mellow dude. He takes care of kids. I've seen the guy ride. He rides good. He has good technique. No, the guy, is, he's a bigger dude. He's not in the best shape, but it doesn't matter, man. The guy knows how to ride, and he does it, and he's good with kids, and he teaches them the right way. He's not up their ass. He's not pushing them. He teaches them technique, safety. You need more guys like that. So if you can find someone similar to that that's just mellow, can actually ride a dirt bike well that you've seen and can relay that to your child and your child likes them, that's the kind of coach you want. And that's actually really valuable to keeping them on dirt bikes and seeing them progress. So once your kid gets progression and he sees that and feels that, it's really the dirt bike bug's really going to Really going to get him, trust me. Um, look, Aiden has a built-in coach with me, but sometimes I let other people help Aiden because obviously I'm his dad. He's not going to listen to me all the time, right? I know I didn't listen to my dad all the time, and I didn't listen to my dad because I really never saw him ride. We rode together when I was younger, but then he kind of stopped and let me ride because we didn't have a lot of money. So then I didn't respect some of the things that he told me when I was 16, 17 because he wasn't riding. So, again, that goes hand in hand. If you guys can ride together, the respect level will stay there. That's that's important for me. So I'm always going to try to ride with my kid as long as I can just so I know that the respect level's there, he can relate to me, and he can feel closer to me. And that's what family to me is. You want to stay close. You want to be able to relate to each other, and you want to be have an open line of communication. And doing things with your with your kids instead of just sitting on the sidelines is more beneficial for me, I think, than just... Just hanging out. 
Obviously, finances are a huge part of that, and I get that. And I'm lucky enough to get free bikes, so I don't want to sit here on my fucking pedestal and tell you guys what to do. But if you are able to do that, ride with your kids. Find an old used bike. Do something. Try to ride with your children. But coaching is important. Just try to find the right coach. And please, if you guys can, do some research on that. Because they're a dime a dozen. They'll charge you an arm and a leg. And... They may not know half as much as you do. Trust me on that. So these are all just some things I want to talk about over this podcast just to kind of keep kids on dirt bikes. So um, hopefully you guys liked it and listened. If you have any questions about anything to keep your kid on dirt bike or maybe you're an older guy and you want to get involved in dirt bikes, I'm happy to help you guys. Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. Let me try to help you, point you in the right direction as much as I can. If you see Aiden and I at a track, come over and talk to us. Bullshit. Let's talk about your dirt bike. Do you have any questions about gear, your motorcycle, whatever, to try to help you along? Please uh, please come on over. We're happy to help you guys and uh, teach you as much as we possibly know. So let's keep kids on dirt bikes. Let's I don't want to say make America great because that sounds too politician, but let's really try to keep motorcycling safe and keep it great for our kids so they have something to look forward to when they get older and they have a job. As you guys know, it's a tough world out there, and uh, motorcycling makes it a better place, man. I love it. It's in my blood. It's fun. And hopefully uh, your family and my family, we can meet, all go riding, and enjoy it together. So we'll see you maybe later this week. I'm going to have another show for you. we got a bunch of gear um, shootout podcasts to do. I know I've been talking about this since November, but we had a couple late entries that wanted to get involved, so I wanted to make sure those gear companies are involved enough, and I tested them enough, and I have enough knowledge to talk about them. So that's coming up as well. We have Factory Rockstar Editions. We have Works Editions. We have XCF450 um, show to do. All these off-road... God, we have a lot of off-road stuff content coming up too, so... Don't forget to go to keyforinktesting.com, racerxonline.com, or pulpmx.com. That's what we're about. Three different avenues to get your information. And uh, we're going to work hard for you in 2021, of course, as always. And we'll see you at the track or in the des. See you on the next show.